0: Hi, everybody, and welcome to the next episode of the Smashing Skull Sessions. This week, I'm delighted to welcome one of the UK's finest post metal acts. I'm a big fan of them from the very beginning, right from their early days. And I'd just like to welcome Telepathy. Lads, how are you getting on?
1: Hi.
0: Hi. All good.
2: Yeah, we're all doing good.
0: I can see from where you are, you've just finished rehearsals, maybe, yeah? We're
2: just about to get, I will probably do after.
0: Oh, you haven't started yet?
2: Uh, it's been a busy morning, that uh,
0: yeah. I, I get you, I get you. Well, look, we we, we keep this as, as quick and, and as easy for you as I can. Yeah. So let look. I suppose you were foreign back in 2011, yeah? Am I right in saying that? Yeah, yeah, around
3: that time, yes, yeah, yeah. I mean, there were there were. Uh, I think we we kind of got to know each other 2010, uh, 2010, and started already doing something before that. But I think as telepathy was 2011.
0: Yeah, obviously there's three brothers here, so you he probably knew each other pretty well before you started, I hope. Yes. <laughs> and and how did you get involved, Richard? Are you, are you local to each other, or how did you get into the band?
1: We all went to the same college in Braintree.
0: Um,
1: okay. Music tech. And um, I heard Pete and Albert playing some original stuff um, in one of the rehearsal rooms one day. Okay. I was like, yeah, I've got... Got to get involved in
0: this? And would you, would you have been involved in the band before that, Richard? No.
1: Yeah, 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 I played in a played in a couple of bands locally. Oh yeah. Um, do, do, do you know it was actually specifically
3: me and Richard got assigned to do like a, a sort of a music project within that tech um, tech class. Okay.
0: All right. Right. Right.
3: Because Richard was actually in a in another band, he brought some riffs that he hasn't yet put in that band operant oh, play with me and then yeah w- w- once Peter got involved as well because uh, we were playing
2: too it was just kind of it just slowly meshed together basically yeah, yeah there was a questions asked in a way you know yeah. uh,
4: I yeah.
2: discuss any of this we just got in the room wrote about five songs, finished them, kind of. Yeah. And then, uh, yeah, decided to record it and go touring straight away. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well.
0: <laughs> no, no wasting time there, any, that's for sure. Like, Richard, you brought some of your own stuff, you said, a few of your own riffs and all that to the table. Did you use them from the start?
1: Yeah, yeah. Um, I think to begin with, we started working on stuff that you guys were doing.
2: Yeah, those couple and, songs. And yeah.
1: I added some stuff to that and then, started bringing in more stuff um, after we'd finished those two tracks. Yeah. There was, never a, there was never really a conversation where we were like, oh, we are a band.
0: Okay, it just, it just happened so really, did it?
2: Now it's 10 years later. And- it's when Christian came up with the name and that's when the band happened. So uh, Actually, that's yeah, an
0: interesting I'm- one, yeah. Christian, how, how, where did it come from, Telepathy. how did you decide on it?
4: Oh, so actually, the, so, the thing is, I didn't even totally came up with the name. I guess I had the idea, because there was this thing I was quite obsessed with at the time, that there's, there was this weird experiment called telephone telepathy. And it was basically about that they, if you took a couple of people in the room and asked them who called them, uh, and it was set up in such a way that supposed to guess who is calling them and they had these three choices. Okay. More than 50% chance every time they they were guessing which suggested there was some telephone telepathy. So like this impression <laughs> that you might uh, get get the call from someone. You think of someone and someone calls you but yeah. there is there. so I was kind of wow that's like weird evidence for that shit you know. But, so, so that kind of made me think of telepathy, but I think I even gave a different yeah, idea. Yeah, I think Yeah. said telepathy. And then our mates changed it to telepathy. And-
2: so, yeah. yeah, yeah, because we were thinking like, is that, that's really cheesy. That kind of doesn't really sound right, sounds very, maybe 60s or something. And then uh, Sam, uh, Richard's friend said basically, oh, why not telepathy? And we were just like, okay.
0: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Just like yeah. so that
2: like okay there's no band such as this since 70s there was a no 80s 80s there was a heavy metal band i think called telepathy they've done one ep and okay. they just so we're just kind of okay why not it just seems like an obvious name for a band
4: really uh, I,
0: I think it's a great name for a band like yeah i mean there's a load of band names out there and you go searching on band camp and you see maybe eight nine bands with the same name and you're saying fuck it did it not check this first to see are other bands out there, but Telepathy seems to stand out. Like everyone knows of the post metal band Telepathy, it's it's nothing else, you know, which is great. Yeah, I think there, there is a
2: career. Uh, they do like a um, dance, like, te- like kind of te- techno, techno yeah. kind of something like that. Yeah. yeah,
0: you might be right. Actually, there was. I think I spotted that. Yeah, <laughs> but come here, lads. As I said, you're 11 years old already. Like, does, does it feel like 11 years has passed since you got together? I mean, it, it's a long time for any band, and. You're still young guy like, you know?
3: I think it's because, because I think that this might be leading into, you know, uh, other subject, but it's kind of been divided up because it's been sort of a few years and then Christian obviously left and then yeah. joined and then that's changed again. So I think we never felt as, as this is like a bulk, right? Like a, that's 11 yeah. years gone. Okay. Been a pretty flowing journey, so
2: I don't think it feels like a decade. No, no. It's kind of yeah, you're crazy. I mean, I mean, if you look at how much we did, yeah, mm-hmm. if I, things and yeah, it, that definitely w- would be 10 years, but no, it doesn't, doesn't feel if it we just I feel with this album, especially which mm-hmm. we uh, write or we'll be writing about release whenever, uh, we feel young, young again, if that makes sense.
4: Yeah so it doesn't
2: make sense. for a moment you know when when I, when we feel like oh it's 10 years or whatever mm-hmm. years, but it's been a long time and and the whole covid thing made everything really kind of difficult uh, mentally for many i think
0: oh big so, time yeah.
2: yeah but writing the album turned out to be one of the best things we can do in that time and that felt great
0: brilliant brilliant so 10 years doesn't feel like 10 years it sort of feels like it's broken up into maybe two or three sort of timelines yeah for, for telepathy, like as a band yeah i mean yeah.
1: Way, like personally it feels like forever like, i feel like like these guys are my family yeah
4: now. yeah yeah
1: I feel like it's been 10 years of time if you know what i mean
4: i do i get
0: you i get you yeah and like has it all been worth it lads all the time you put into it all the graft and hours of fucking sharing jobs and getting to the studio in the evenings, trying to get fucking records released. Has it all paid off? Do you think it's... I,
3: th- I think... I think it's a balance. Yeah. A, a, like, yeah, because this is a, this is a funny one. We were looking at these questions, obviously, uh, and, and thinking, how, how do you best answer these kind of things? And mm. with, with this, it's, it's like, if I'm going to answer honestly, not everything is always worth it. Mm. But I, it all... Fought f- Balances itself well.
0: Yeah. You know I mean? uh, obviously, yeah. There is good and bad times. I get that. You know, it's not a, it's not an easy fucking road. Like, but where you're sitting today now, and you look back, and would you say, fuck it, it's great where we are now. We're happy to be where we are, writing the new material and happy with the material. So it's, I, I'm assuming you're in a good place, Ladsy. That. Yeah. Yeah. I think that
2: the, the fact that having a freedom of, we always did what we wanted. Yeah. And we still do what we want, and having. If, if someone told me you can go back in time and change things, I would find it hard to change those things, even if okay. they were painful. Yeah, it's because of that freedom, which we have now, especially what we're doing at yeah. the moment. It feels like the experience of last 10 years, however hard brought us to this moment, which feels right. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I think it's, it's the, the cheesy part
3: of it is where, as well as like all those times that I, perhaps I could say, Oh, that was a really shitty time or whatever. It's actually a fun story more, more, more often than
0: yeah. It's not something you change, like it, good or bad, so really it, it, it's part of the memories, I suppose, isn't it? Of developing as a band, like.
1: When you look back, you don't really have, you don't really have bad days, you just have learning days. Yeah. So.
0: You should get that printed? That, that, that's a great comment. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> you have to copyright that one, I'd say. So can I ask you lads about um, Teddy, the, the bass player who left? And I couldn't believe that it was actually back in 2016, was it, that he left the band?
4: No. no. no.
3: no.
0: It can't be, am I right? Yeah, that was
3: Tuesday. Two, two. Oh,
0: no, he it was joined two, the band. Yeah, yeah. He joined
3: in 2016 and he left. Or it was 2015
1: perhaps, but didn't he leave? First year of COVID he left. Yes. The first summer of 2019, COVID. 2019
3: then. Yeah. No, no, it was 2020, end of 2020 Yeah, it was.
1: Yeah.
3: We were actually on annual leave. Yes, <laughs> and he, he called us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. So and that was a that was a weird, it's a weird one for me especially because I was I was actually having a number two, and I get a... <laughs> <laughs> from Ted like,
4: hey, oh, yeah, yeah, you yeah. Know, it's like, oh yeah, I'm uh,
3: gonna got to be honest, I'm I gotta leave the band. It's
1: like, yeah, typical moment because ted rang me and he was like yeah i'm gonna leave the band we had like a long discussion about it and obviously it's really sad mm. but i tried to get hold of these guys and they're up a mountain in norway <laughs>
2: <laughs> at that, that, that time when there was a bit of a relaxation with the rules we managed to go for a little holiday which was nice i think the fact that you know ted left it was it was that beginning beginning of pandemic and <clears throat> people were just having their the moment of Whoa, what just happened you know the light. I yeah. changed yeah you know people made different choices um you, you know. you, i think everyone learned what their priorities were and at that like, time yeah for
1: ted ted's such a gifted front man uh-huh. it made more sense for him to do his own thing where he could where he could really lead a band okay <laughs> this is a really democratic band and it can it can be hard to work with if, if you've got a vision um
0: yeah your
1: own vision so yeah we're all we're all still friends with Ted, and we see him about the town and
0: that. Ah, yes. Um, so even though he was a, I, what, what do you call him, a frontman or not? There was no real frontman in this band, like because you all have such a big part in it, you know. So it's not one guy dictating. I take it so.
2: Yeah, and and he had this project he'd been working on for, for, for a while, and I think it just the time came that he couldn't share. You know, okay. you, have to, you have your own thing. I think you just need to invest a lot of time. Mm. Especially now. Like nowadays, you, you have to be your own producer, you know? You have to be your, you know, you have to write, you have to produce, you have to promote.
0: Oh, yeah, it's, it's a big job now, yeah.
2: Especially when you start from the scratch.
0: Yeah. So
4: it's a lot of work, I think. Not like back in the
0: day. What about you, Christian? Is it a no-brainer to come back to the band?
4: I don't know. Maybe there was something in the air anyway. Yeah. I, I as I distanced myself from the band when I left, I was getting closer and closer throughout the last year somehow, but not, I was just not like pushing out. Uh-huh. Just like I went with them just as a roadie a little bit. And on the inside, I was having those romantic feelings. It was good days, it was good days. And then yeah. when I was like, oh, shit. it's like weird. It's like kind of meant to be ish. Right? I okay. get you. Yeah. yeah. So it felt natural. That's what I could say.
0: Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And you haven't looked back, uh, Christian, on it, no? Delighted yeah. with the call? Delighted looking back. But, you
4: know, at the same <laughs> time, this is what I
0: want. <laughs> 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 Very good. Well, I suppose if I want to go on, to, I remember, I, as you probably know, Richard, because I met you on two occasions at gigs. I met you at uh, Dunkfest, and I met you when you played alongside Salsafir back in the Fleece in Bristol. And I'm only, yeah. I'm only thinking, I'm oh, sure Ted was there that time. So, yeah, that was 20, 2019, maybe. Yeah, so, yeah, he was still around back then. Yeah, but let's tell me about that show and that being with Salsafear. Like, was there a lot to learn from that? Did I it? Think, uh, so yeah, it
3: yes. was like the biggest learning curve to,
2: uh, that I can remember touring. Yeah. The whole the whole crew
3: yeah. so
2: professional, you know, everything on time. And luckily, we we like being very efficient. Mm-hmm. So yeah. we, we we found that the relationship between us and the crew was great. With right. the band, how oh, it developed obviously. I mean, they were they were after a long tour. We were yeah, yeah, yeah. really tired, but still playing amazingly. Yeah. And, yeah, they still took time to actually like give some time to us as well. Outside yeah. of that, when it was like the end of the tour, our end of the tour. And... Yeah. Yeah. Um, you if you go to see so Solst- bands like Sostafia, you are fan. You're most like, yeah, I, I I like the band, you know. So playing oh, yeah. for our fans of the band. Um such as Solstifia, uh, yeah, that's demanding, I would say, you yeah. know. When uh,
1: you walk out on stage and, like, I think we are in Manchester and it's a sold-out crowd and there's two uh, Solstifia T-shirts in front of you, you're like, okay, we've really... <laughs>
0: uh, and d- did it put you off, no? Or did you sort of, did it feed you, like, you know, did you get a, a sense that you could fucking really sort of make an impression here, you know, by playing in front of these guys?
1: I think it's such a it's such a great opportunity like when Mm. you're sort of gifted that chance to perform for someone else's fans you've got like a level of trust from the band and the management Um, and you just sort of really use it to your advantage if that makes sense it does yeah you just got to go and give 150 Mm. percent
2: and yeah I'm the fan of the band since before we play with them so for me it was exciting I could just see them every night so for me it was was really nice. And uh, I remember we, a year before we played with them, we went to see them in London. Yeah, And it was a very, uh, it it was quite funny because I I watched them that night and I said, I think we're going to play with them. Because it just felt like, right, like I I can imagine us playing in front of, you know, before them, you know, in the lineup. And I just said that to Richard. And Richard said, okay. (laughs) And the (laughs) management, and Yeah. yeah, it just went from there. So... I mean,
1: okay. we're, we're really fortunate because from, from that tour, um, we're now with the same management company as Solsthefir and um, Aranzi Pazuzu. So.
0: Oh, okay, because uh, I was going to ask you, how, how did it come about in the first place? Who we we contact to give you the, the slot with Solsthefir in the first place?
1: Um, I, I just, if I'm honest, I just emailed their management and I said, I know you've got this tour coming up. Are you looking for UK acts?
4: Yeah. Uh, and,
1: having uh, the, the manager was lovely enough to just say yeah it's
0: it's just, it, just, it, um, pays, it pays off doesn't it just to drop an email like it's that's how yeah. it's done
1: yeah, and you go through the agents and, and stuff like that mm. it doesn't always work you know yeah, but no. so it was
3: in in some way I think I think it's the right email at the right time yeah, yeah. Right? because it, it could have just as well been missed you yeah. know if, if, if someone had a tough day
1: and just skipped I your know. email I think mm been on other support tours with um, St Vitus and Bong Ripper and that those, those kind of things are just normally all worked out by your booking agent and they say do you want to do this
2: and we say yeah cool yeah
1: um, but that one that was that one was more more
2: of a personal thing for us mm-hmm. and it felt like that it felt really great because of that as well and I think it just proved the point that when we saw the source of it, it just felt like yeah we, we fit that yeah. we fit- with them on the tour and that? that's i think as well with the management so
0: maybe you know like i'm assuming the feedback was great for you anyway because the show that i saw at that time in bristol like i was talking to a few guys around and people were as much as they were delighted to see solstaphyr like your name was on their lips like you know they were saying fuck it the, the support band were incredible those who hadn't seen you before and in fairness you did you did fucking tear it up like it was a great show absolutely brilliant show so I think you've gained a lot of new supporters, I would think, from that. I mean, how many shows did you do with them? Was it five? Five. So five so yeah, six. So only
3: was seven. Seven? Yes, okay, we I'm to, missing two. We two. went to Ireland at the end, didn't we? Yeah. Well, we did three in Ireland, or was it two in Ireland? Two. So Belfast two. and
1: Dublin.
0: Yeah. Uh, yeah, you def- I think you did two because I had all my tickets and flights okay. bought for Bristol, and then I see you come to fucking Ireland, which what you did. <laughs>
4: The Irish,
1: actually, the Irish shows were, were really good. Don't, don't rub it in. <laughs> no, yeah. but yeah, right,
3: we're good. Uh, and it was obviously a good first
4: experience as well for us.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. You've signed to Sfart Records. Did that all come about because of the Solstafir shows? Or was that something that was happening anyway?
1: That, that was something that came about um, with a lot of help, really, from our producer. Who worked on Tempest and Burning Brace uh, Gomez, and he he was the one we were we were looking for a new label um, just to open up some more doors with distribution and stuff like that after Tempest, and he he was really keen on us getting together with Spark Records, and he said like you know it's one of those things where we're one of the only bands on that label with this style of music, Hmm. and that. That label's got such um, such a forward-thinking outlook to the music that they release that it it meant that we could keep one foot in in the style of music that we play, but also you know not put any limitations on what we do in the future. Yeah, uh, and yeah, I
0: think it was an opportunity there. So really, I mean, it worked out for both. Like as you said, you were the first of that, I suppose post-metal songs to go on to the label so it was a benefit to them as well I suppose because they were tapping into another another genre of music like weren't they you know it wasn't a one-way street
2: I think so I think we are different I think I think they're quite versatile I mean they have so many different bands it's actually yeah they're they're nice label to look through you know just uh, go on their website you you find a lot of things you know if you like different styles so yeah definitely I think we did bring something in but yeah they like the record you know that's first of all but they listened to it and they really liked it so Another thing was also with the vinyl. Uh,
3: see, we we always loved the, the, the vinyl releases, and that was quite important for us. They put a lot of emphasis on that as well, uh, as far it does. And yeah, and that was quite important for us.
0: Yeah, I suppose go back to um, Tempest, the album itself. Uh, I only listened to it last night. I suppose in sort of preparation for a chat with you, just to get a just to remind myself. That. And it's an incredible album. Like, are you still proud of it?
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. it's a solid album, definitely. Mm-hmm. We wouldn't change a bit, you know. It is just the way it was meant to be. Um, not overthought, you know, at all. It was just, yeah, we were going from, from twelve areas into something slightly bigger, slow down a bit, you know. That was the idea of it.
0: Yeah, and it's it, it, it is down. a big album, like it's a heavy, heavy album, like and
2: yeah,
0: but, yeah. It's still, but it's still incredibly melodic, you know. And I mean. The tempo changes, you know, it goes from, as you said, slow to fast, seamlessly. You know, it's one of those albums that just, it just clicked, like I think. That, is it? I'm glad to hear that. that
1: yeah. good. That's good. Nice. That, from When we released it to, to the end of the touring we did for that album, really sort of, it felt like it cemented the band for mm. us. And we, I mean, we were very fortunate to just see, like, the audience kind of grow as we went through those two three years mm. of playing. And uh, personally, I still really connect with those songs when we play them live. They don't, they don't feel that old to me now. Like, mm-hmm.
2: uh, yeah, they're funny, because in a way, yeah, maybe it's those how, in a way, well, they're not the most complex songs ever, but they are in some way, because there's quite a lot. So playing them now, when we feel more comfortable after all those years, yeah, you, we, we connect with them in a different way, in a fresh way, and that's quite nice. I find it always with the bands, with some of my favorite bands such as Tool and so on. The, the songs are so complex, so rich. It takes you—you you enjoy listening to them for many, many years because you discover new things. So hopefully, that's what what Tempest feels to like us to us like, you know, that we can recall. I way.
3: think I can also say that with with Tempest, for me personally, especially, it was. drum wise it might not be as crazy as 12 areas was because 12 areas was all over the place it was just like uh you know just just kind of almost mishmash sometimes in in drum wise and tempest was a total change of dynamic for me and that was hard to actually learn for me to 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 play with with more restraint and sort of just make sure to open up space for, for these guys and, yeah. and it was demanding and and even though there's less crazy bits it's, it was actually really hard for me to play and over the years of touring it's like, it felt like I was learning it more and more it wasn't like a, you know I learned it recorded it and then replayed it it was a constant sort of like oh I can play this a lot better now like hmm. this this bit and it was evolving as well so Nowadays it's even more so. It's like a constant thing that I do small adjustments to, uh, and yeah, it's it's a very unique one for me, definitely. So seems to never really stop changing. Yeah,
0: but I suppose that goes to show that you enjoy playing it still so as well as yeah. I mean, as you said, oh, Richard, yeah. like that stuff is you know it's high octane stuff for a live environment. Like it's it's a great album to play live. I would assume for you as well. And like you said, there's more structure to it, I suppose, drumming-wise than it would have been earlier. So you're even learning as you go, like you said yourself.
1: I think that uh, one of the best shows on that, I guess you were there at Dunk Festival. Yeah. Uh, that felt like, it, it's really strange because it felt like we'd, we'd re-released the album almost when we played that song. Because it, it, I think that show, like it moved, moved us as well. Just the setting and we got to play we played the whole record there and um <clears throat> yeah. yeah it was a that was a really important show for us
2: yeah because it, it included a lot of little changes like the, the song structures didn't change but a lot of especially other changes a lot of little accents and other little drums so if you listen to live versions and you listen to the album you he introduces new bits which is kind of have that little there's also a lot of,
3: on the on the same hand there's lots of transitions between songs that we changed live as opposed to you know in in comparison to, to the album version and there for example peter and richard had a lot more uh, area to play about with transition samples and bits and bobs
2: so yeah there's there's, there's it's constantly changing it's also a great learning curve to sometimes give a bit more time before recording the album. It's nice to get what we're doing now. We want to play the songs as many times as well as possible to, you know, to discover those bits which we would normally over next years of touring. So yeah. to
0: songs much more. That dunk experience was, was fantastic. I mean, to play in that, at that stage, you know, in the woods, it must have been something, whatever oh. it is for me to look down and watch you play, but for you to, to be on the stage looking up onto this, this hill, I suppose, you know, full of trees and people. It must have been a great experience, lads. Was it? It
1: was. It was. It was an amazing show. But yeah. the, I, I remember we'd been touring for like a year on that record, and then when when we uh, when our agent sent through the the offer for Dunk, and I, we were looking at the lineup, and we were like, it's going to be Rosetta, then us on another stage, and, then the, and that was sort of like, if you told me when I was sixteen that we'd be playing with Rosetta in the Ocean would have blown, well, it did blow my mind even then. Yeah. And we got to do that a couple of times on that tour, like the same three bands. Yeah. And they became, Rosetta especially became like quite, quite good friends' bars, we keep in touch. And it was, yeah, it was a really amazing experience. Sort of like, like Yeah, and it was in a fucking forest. <laughs> like, that's, <Yeah>. that's
3: just
1: <laughs>
3: bizarre.
0: It, it, it is bizarre. And it's a, I, just, I spoke to a few other people on the show it's a pity that it's gone you know that show now has moved to Ghent an indoor arena so you can now say that you played the forest stage it's something that won't be done again for a long time I'd say you know it was great but look I suppose I might as well take an opportunity here lads, to play some of your music for anyone that's listening here um, I decided on Pariah from Burn and Brace Okay, everyone, that was Pariah from the album Burning Brace. Um, fantastic track, fantastic track guys. Um, can I ask you, I introduced you there as a, as a post-metal band, uh, are you happy with that? Do you care what you're labeled as or do you see yourselves as something else?
2: Well at the beginning we didn't like it necessarily because uh, we were not really, I was personally not really aware of post-metal as such um, I mean, I knew bands, but I didn't know what they called that. So in a way, you know, we felt a bit weird about being labeled so quickly, you know, because we weren't going in that direction. But I guess it's for others to decide, you know, what it feels like. To us at this point, we don't mind because we love a lot of post-metal bands now. Throughout the years, we, you know, we discovered a lot and fall in love with music such as this. So I guess it makes sense. We, we, we connect a lot with cinematic music. Oh, so we kind of were always somewhere there and i guess that's what post metal post rock is yeah get that what do you guys think i think i think so there was a there was a time for us where we
3: wanted to sort of shift away from from that label mm. metal and and like carve our own way And i think I, I don't know if it was yeah there was something important about doing that for for, for a certain amount of time but then yeah I don't, i'm i'm I don't have anything against being shifted into that box. I mean, it is what it is for whoever listens to, uh, to yeah. it. You know what I mean. Like yeah. at the end of the day, someone might say, no, I actually don't think it is just post metal. It, it, it might be touching on those sub- elements and into that subject. But yeah, I, I, I don't think
2: it matters all that much to me now anyway. No, Especially if you, you know, someone compares you in a way with some of your favourite bands mm. in the field, you know, so it's like, this is the same shelf, let's say, or whatever. That's also nice. Yeah, that's,
1: if people are comparing you to, to bands you love, it's just always, a, always an honour. Uh, and, and whatever makes it easier for people to discover it, or, it's all fine. Exactly, yeah. As well, because, you know,
3: at the end of the day, we do listen to those bands. So it's, I think, inevitable to take
2: from, from that. Yeah, I think if there's one minus, it's if it stops from people from discovering it. Because I think there is a certain crowd that maybe we haven't reached yet, mm. you know? I think for many bands, you know, especially if you do... Because at the beginning, we, people were not sure. Many people saw us, like, this is not really post-metal, you know? This is more of this or that. So that's also nice. If people don't know exactly what it is, that's also great.
0: Yeah, yeah, I get you, that. I mean, I, as I said, I introduced you as post-metal, but I mean... You could, be, you could be included in so many different genres. I mean, death metal, you know, you name it, like it, it's heavy, it's fast, it, there's slower parts. I suppose the whole post thing, I'd it, it come from the lack of vocals. Do people tend to push bands into a post scene because there's no vocals? I, I don't know, that's just my opinion, I'm not sure. Um, I just think
1: there's, there's kind of like, there's two, two sort of types of instrumental band that became popular maybe like 10 years ago, so you have like bands like Animals as Leaders, or you've got um, Russian Circles, for instance. Mm. We're, we're definitely not in this super technical world of music, and we probably are closer to, to like more of a cinematic um, ambient sort of metal type
2: thing. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, confused. Describe, I'm confused. We all know, I know it's just the atmospheric music. If, I, yeah. if someone tells me, metal, I know he likes stuff that he can get into. He could put on his headphones and just listen to it. doesn't have to necessarily go and see it live. It's an album that you want to be left alone with. kind of. You
0: know? Perfect, perfect, but- lads. I won't, I won't go on too much about that. So we we agree that it's just good music, yeah. Um, I suppose going back to COVID, lads, I'd want to be dwelling on it too much because it was such a fucking depressing time for everybody like, but did it give you as a group time to record stuff get together um, well, and record
3: I think it gave us an opportunity to uh, to sort of really dig dig deep practice a lot um, and start writing again that's mainly mainly it and yeah, also yeah. make space for it as well because actually the room we're in right now used to be my room <laughs> and then I, I moved into a small sort of studio room because I said, well, you know, because of COVID restrictions, we didn't want to have all the hassle with going into some place else with masks on set up and all that stuff. So once it all kind of relaxed and we were in that safe bubble, we just made use of
2: this space and uh, yeah, and it's, yeah. Yeah. Just to the fact as well of not touring, it uh, gave us more time to write and with the experience of the last 10 years we decided we want to make an album that is we want to write as many songs or all songs that we would enjoy playing live like this is an idea like we want to enjoy playing those songs live and i think that's where we we're going and that gives us that little space yeah. you know to do it in and the room you know
1: but we've had sort of extra time to Pete's put, a, put a studio in the practice room so we're just getting to like demo and do, do a lot more pre-production than we have okay. done in the past, which is, which we've kind of, both records we finished writing and we were in the studio next day. the next day or <laughs> a week or two later. And now we've had a lot more time to sort of really work on each song and make sure that everything's exactly as we want it.
0: Yeah. I did see your studio there. I think you did a walk down on your um, telepathy TV. Yes. Am I right? Yes, yes. That's, that's the room you actually speak of, yeah. Yeah, it is uh, cozy, cozy to say the least, yeah.
2: <laughs> it will change again in the next uh, year or so, but uh, yeah.
0: And, and what was the idea behind uh, the Telepathy TV, lads? I mean, where did it come from? You know, you, you've done three episodes. Is it something that's going to roll on or was it just yeah, something we'll you wanted to do?
2: Definitely continue. It's just the, um, we thought during the COVID time we will try to, you know, as much uh, well, news or, or, or things we do uh, it's it turned out to be more difficult to, to do it regularly I think it's
3: it's this like this is always seems to be a bit of an issue with whatever we start because we start doing it as a relaxed thing or, oh we're just going to do like a sort of um, behind the scenes thing and yeah. then we can't get into it a bit too much and we want to make it look really good and then we might we want to make it look even better mm-hmm. and then it's harder to sort of release anything because we kind of oh but oh we can't record that yet and so we probably would have recorded a lot more of it if we were less fussy but because peter as well is extremely fussy with quality <laughs> uh, you are, aren't you? He is. he really wants things to look the bollocks so it's like whenever whenever we try and do do stuff
2: like this,
0: it, it takes a long time. And we, we forget to press three a lot of time. <laughs> we just, we just, like, yeah. I've actually checked this twice already to make sure I'm recording. I know that feeling. Uh, yeah. and I, I also remember you saying, uh, take, this is take 20, was it? On one of your episodes. So uh, he is a perfectionist. <laughs> actually,
3: actually, another thing, though, I'll say, Peter, I think you, you, you've probably
2: broken three drives now. You've lost three drives of data. I was really unlucky with my PC. Just kept buying SSDs and they were we just break. Uh, and but however, you know, we, we're definitely gonna release more. So yeah. we released the last one in December, yeah, yeah. December. So we want to definitely share a lot of stuff when we're gonna record, definitely, you know, then we record this here and there. So it's gonna happen more often. I Don't yeah. know how it's going to be regular, but we definitely, it's called Telepathy TV, I guess, just so we know we should do it. <laughs> we want to share stuff. So if it's, think people expect that there's going to be more and we want to yeah, do it. So we need a little pressure.
1: I think it was like, uh, as well, it's just an additional thing where we weren't going on tour during the COVID. We're like, yeah. you sort of miss, you miss seeing people. You miss seeing the fans when you're playing shows or festivals and we're like, oh, okay, we can, we've got this extra time. We can do something. You know, at least to share a bit and create a conversation with people. Exactly,
0: yeah. It's that interaction, again, with fucking other humans outside of your own group, isn't it? It's getting in touch with the fans and sharing something and keeping people interested because during COVID, like, I mean, it was nearly two years. There like, was a lot of time for people to be away from music and away from seeing live music and seeing bands play. So it was a great idea in that respect, as that you kept in touch, you know, with fellas with and, and groups and people. Yeah, no,
2: and I think also there was an idea, how do we introduce Christian back in the band you know how do we we kind of like we need to do something Mm. same for for Ted you know Ted is in one of the videos as well Uh, so we wanted to as well share that so he wanted to share the fact that you know we are friends so it's not there's no hard feelings as well
3: yeah Yeah. we've always also had a sort of desire to, to balance it out it's not just about musical content these kind of things we wanted to there, there is a lot of funny things that happen on tour and behind the scenes and, and it sometimes it's nice to share them. but there's no easy way to do that so we thought that this is probably going to be a space where that will happen a lot more as well.
0: Cool, yeah, I, I enjoy it, as I think people seem to be enjoying it too so I look forward to seeing, to a, few, look forward to seeing a few more episodes of that. But getting out, getting note of COVID so that you're back touring, you're back touring a few months, aren't you? You're, you were back sooner than some other European countries, I suppose UK were quick enough to to lift restrictions like so. Are you in back in the swing of it now?
1: I mean, bless our agent. I think he rescheduled the burn embrace uh release shows about three or four times. Mm. We were really lucky that we sort of had that window where I think not in a window before the restrictions got worse again. Mm. Um and yeah, those shows were they were amazing. So, yeah, hopefully, you know, right now we're just working on the, working on the new record. And then we've got, we've got some stuff lined up for the autumn, which we can't announce. But we'll be back on the road then.
0: Yeah, Telepathy episode eight may have some information on that, so yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I spoke to Mark, Mark Owen there from We Lost to the see there recently as well. And he said the same thing as he, like, I mean, they came up with Triumph from Disaster around 2019, 2020, and it never toured, you know? So it's only 2022 now, and they're finally getting to put that music out there in a live environment. So it is almost the same as yourselves with Burn & Brace, isn't it?
1: Yeah, I mean... I mean,
3: mean, the Burn & Brace release date was 23rd of March, wasn't it? 23rd of March, 2020.
1: 2020. Jesus.
3: Which was, like, basically as
2: everything
4: started. So, yeah.
2: We, we tend to have um, a funny thing with our album releases and the, the thing behind them. Like with Tempest, we released the album. We called the Tempest before, like natural disasters, things like this. You know, it's, it's also there's a bit of like a personal trouble and all of that. But and then during that time, there was a lot of natural disasters happening just as we dropped it. Yeah. And Burn Embrace and was about big life about, you know, completely changing your way of living, and we dropped it, and it happened. So we kind of, we, we decided maybe we should release something very positive, you know? <laughs> We're going to go pop way, you know, we're going to do a pop song, so, but, you know.
0: <laughs> just in case you're having an impact on what happens in the greater scale of things, yeah. <laughs> it's probably a good idea. It's crazy, like the world has gone insane, isn't it? What's your views on it, actually? Can I just ask you briefly, what's your, what's your take on it all? It's... It's fucking mad, like
2: it's uh, emotionally. I mean, when it was quite heavy, you know, mm. we, we quite my, my um girlfriend's family is quite close to the border, so it's kind of stressful for her, especially. So that stress passes on to me. I don't know, it's just in the 21st century here in Europe, we should be ashamed.
0: That's mm. why, yeah, absolutely agree with you there. lads. look, getting back to live music, and I was thinking about this, and I, I mentioned it to you already. When you play festivals or when you play your own gigs, whether it be supporting a band or whether it's your own shows, have you a preference? Do you get better feedback from one or the other? Personally, yourselves, what, what, do, you, what do you prefer doing? Oh. <laughs> Tough
4: one.
1: I don't know. I, you, you got, like, I guess that there's pros and cons to everything. Like, I really like, I like playing at festivals because I get to see bands that I enjoy.
4: Yeah.
1: <laughs> it's a very selfish thing in like, you know, I get to catch some shows and it breaks up, breaks up a tour. It breaks up the, the routine. Um, but I think playing your own shows, you have a level of comfort that's maybe like you have your own engineer. You have, you have more time to prepare for the show. And I think you yeah. can probably put on a better show that way for people. But yeah, it's nice to get more time and more. Yeah. But this,
3: once again, yeah, this is a difficult one because those shows that where you're say supporting, you yeah. know, actually because of the lack of pressure suddenly there, it's in in some ways, obviously it depends, right? If you're if you're supporting Solstice, that's not, I wouldn't say that's lack of pressure for us. That wouldn't be, but if you're if a support show means probably a lot less pressure, and that sometimes tends to be more fun. So.
0: Yeah. About Christian.
4: Oh, I just like to smash it. <laughs> <laughs> There's nothing yeah. else like I said. It's it, for me. Yeah, yeah. The, the headlining, it's scary. Supporting is is better. I, yeah, but I don't think about it. Yeah.
2: Okay. He so. just likes to play. He, honestly, he's just one of those guys. He just wants to play. So the eco games <laughs> and all that. He just he just
4: like okay, nah, I just want to play. <laughs>
0: Just turn up and play, huh? Drop the turn or, and go again.
4: No, I feel like they doing the heavy lifting. I'm just showing up and just. Doing...
0: You're just a polish on it all, is it, Christian? Yeah.
4: I'm. I'm trying to help out as much with carrying gear later on to balance it out. Yeah, you know, my, <laughs> my efforts. Are, I think. Uh, yeah. uh, well,
3: I think you're being a bit modest, but uh, ever since I remember, uh, sort of. Uh, Christian playing live he always did say that he always did say that you kind of do just disconnect in a way and have fun and I think probably out of all of us Christian is probably the most able to just take like enjoy mm. things for what they are Yeah. because I think we really do overthink uh, yeah. s- some things and yeah so yeah oh. that, that can be a lot more stressful and yeah you definitely
4: switch off more and just have fun.
3: Yeah. as well, right? I think it's, it's just alignment,
2: you know. And he always b- breaks the uh, bass strings, which I never saw bands do. You know, I never Nothing saw more. bass. <laughs> okay, so, stop. But I mean, he's on big three shows, but the, there is a video
3: of him breaking the string and then changing it whilst in complete dark.
4: Oh, well, well, yeah. it, it got to the point that I always had the B string lying on my arm because I knew it's going <laughs> to fall at some point. So, but then it, it, I learned how to play a bit better now. And
3: that last, that last show we did, the, the last festival we did. Um, oh,
1: in Bristol. In Bristol. Uh, yeah.
3: That was like one of my favorite shows I've, I've played, in, played in, yeah. a, in a long, long, long while. So yeah. I don't know if it's just the fact that it's like you know you're hungry for it it tastes better but I don't know it just felt uh, I don't know I, f- I feel older I feel slower I feel less able to play than I used to but yeah. it felt better than ever so I don't
0: know stuff. I know you're as you said as you're in recording and you're doing your bits and pieces but can you give, me, give us any feedback on the new album where you're going with it any ideas dates anything at all you can share
2: yeah I guess bits and bobs I mean it's well what can we say uh, we feel it's going to be our best work, I think. Yeah. <laughs> every, uh, how, uh, do you, how do you do
1: what every band says about their own about yeah. saying the same thing? But it's probably heavier and it's more melodic and uh, it's
2: our best work yet. But definitely heavier. Yeah, it's definitely heavier. I, I think, yeah, it's, it's like I mentioned earlier, um, it's kind of, we're making it for the purpose of play, playing life. Mm. Yeah want to enjoy songs so I think um yeah you know I mean how much can you say really but uh, I, we got we enjoyed it a lot I think that's that's what counts and hopefully people will feel the same way when we release it that we uh, we did something that we enjoyed a lot and,
4: we're tuning I, even even lower now
2: yeah, <laughs> yeah yeah I think we're gonna have three tunings <laughs> so now with setting up all the guitars and everything it's just, yeah the tuning was already awkward and now with uh, another two different tunings but that's exciting as well that's-
3: and I think it's going to have a lot more like I say a lot more it's going to be hopefully obviously not to be some, you know not to be uh, sort of sound arrogant but I think it's going to be an album of bangers you know <laughs> like it's it's as previous albums were obviously you know stories told and it all kind of comes together and hopefully this will still be a nice story but within it, it each song will be I think, memorable on its own as well. There's more riffs,
0: know. actually. Yeah.
1: Yeah.
0: Okay. So did you record a all with sort of a, an idea of playing it live? Is that coming to your head when you're doing this recording? So you were saying, you know, this will fucking really hit hard live. Is that, you know, does that come into play when you're recording?
2: Yeah. I, I, how does? it, yeah, I, well, I know we talk about it, basically, that, yeah, it feels like we want to write songs that, we, we want to skip songs that we don't necessarily <laughs> Enjoy playing life, uh, not because we don't like them, but because they maybe don't feel like the life, you know, for life purpose. And uh, oh, yeah. so, yeah, we, we want for people as well to when they hear it on the album, they can hear all the songs live. Mm-hmm. Because with the time you get a little bit less time, you get more material, and you skip songs, and it's kind of uh, heartbreaking to leave people disappointed that they didn't hear the song this or that one. And we don't play it for certain reason or because maybe simply that we have no time. So. Yeah.
1: Uh, oh, yeah. I think each idea, I think maybe even each idea in each song is more fleshed out. So rather than 20 parts in one song, there's 10 really good parts. <laughs> yeah, hard to describe. <laughs> I thought, well, basically there's still going to be 20 parts all the songs are going to be 15 minutes
0: long <laughs> actually will, are, are they longer tracks shorter tracks does that make it does it even matter to you do you just play what you want to play
2: I think there might be a track that will be longer than 15 minutes crazy enough it's and I, funny enough it's not a slow track it's quite the fast and powerful and there's a lot of riff um, but yeah we're actually going to have a balance of shorter songs than before I think and much longer songs but uh, we'll see. you
1: know. Uh... When the song's done, it's done. And if we're sort of enjoying a part.
3: Yeah, but I think that a really vital point there uh, that Richard mentioned is that they're more fleshed out, which means I think we're, basically we're taking care more. And especially, it's, it's funny because whenever Christian sort of heard what we write and he heard a, bit that you really like he said i want to hear more of it right and this time we're really taking that to heart i think
0: we're yeah, finally listening
3: fi- finally listening <laughs> to chris well it is so sort of finally listening to the fact that okay just because it's cool and, and we don't want it to we don't want to overdo it no this time it's like no nah, fuck it we're gonna we're gonna enjoy the hell out of it and sorry for, for, for swearing but yeah we're gonna yeah. Enjoy, uh, you know the heck out of this riff because it's really good and we're going to let it sort of sit there and uh, rather than just quick oh no we're getting too uncomfortable in this you know run away to another section kind of thing yeah there's 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 going to be
2: more time to enjoy and i think we discovered we we did every song we wrote our favorite songs we usually wrote within a day Mm -hmm. like some of the songs we wrote an idea at least within a day and this is the idea as well. We don't spend too much time at home anymore. Like alone in a room, writing a lot of riffs. It's more like, let's get in the room and let's, let's come up with an idea together. Let's have maybe a rough idea, but yeah. So we do a much more in the room and it just happens spontaneously. That's why makes, but maybe as well, it feels like it's going to be great life.
0: Yeah, because I, I, like I review a lot of albums there as well. And I love the fact that when you hear a great riff and you'd love to hear a breed and and, yeah. and not, be too, not be short and just to let it... Like a jamming session, let it go for a few minutes, you know, and, and really get into it. And I just think there's so many bands do cut it short. So what you spoke about there is music to my ears. Like you know, to hear a great hook and a great riff, and just you know, let let it play away. Like you know, enjoy it for what it is.
3: Well, we don't want to give you false hope. We might, <laughs> have... what we might think is fleshing it out, might still not be enough. For what are
0: we getting Hopefully, there? hopefully we'll, we'll... Well, I reckon a 15-minute track has enough flesh anyway, let's be honest. I'd say there's, there's plenty there for me. I suppose, look, I want to finish up the show And I ask the... I call the three session questions, right? Three questions I ask everybody who comes on. The first question, lads, is if you could go into the recording studio and record a cover version of any genre, uh, any decade, any track you like, what would it be? And you know I might as well go around individually, lads, because... I'm curious to hear all your different influences in music.
3: Uh, you guys start, you guys start. And let's go from the youngest. No, no, why, why me? <laughs> I'm probably the least prepared. No, you guys have the best ideas with these kind of uh,
1: The first one that comes to my mind is I would love to do a version of Machine Gun by Head.
4: Ah.
0: Nice, nice. I like it.
2: I had I a had few ideas and it's hard to choose between. Um, I I enjoy a lot of cinematic music myself. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, a chance to actually gonna be recording with orchestra or something like this. I would love to uh, be a part of recording the Dark Knight theme. So basically I will go in a big studio with the orchestra. I just would like to, to have a chance and
4: do that.
0: Uh, nice, sorry. yeah, yeah, interesting stuff, yeah, the cinematic side of it, yeah, yeah, brilliant. Christian there is yeah. sitting there, I don't know, does he even want to answer this question, but I'm going to ask it in. Anyway.
4: No, I totally, yeah, I, sorry, I I'm, came unprepared here. Uh, <laughs> you know, you know, was, I, I know for you. Yeah, I mean, yeah, that was a super boring answer, right? So, yeah.
3: <laughs> well, it's, 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 a, it's an obvious answer, because who
4: wouldn't want to do it, right? I've, I've, I thought there is something in the spirit of... Uh, or Einstein that I don't know what you would cover. They they are like perfect version of themselves, so you couldn't change it, right? But yeah, in, in that experience with those, but this bunch seems like I would
0: like to I don't know I would like to be there when they were doing it. Kind of. Yeah, I don't know why. Let's just continue. Cool, cool, cool. Uh, nice.
3: For me, I'm close to because there's, there's there's always two ideas for me of of what to uh and it was it would be like f- f- cinematic is also what i'm into quite a lot and there's hans zimmer soundtracks are amazing mm-hmm. That's what, i think there was oh, there was actually an interview which asked once uh what sort of instrumental albums like your favorite instrumental album and i actually went for a for a soundtrack from uh from the movie king arthur uh from hans zimmer there's the, okay amazing percussion in some of these and for me it's like the bomb and I was like it would be awesome to cover that stuff but also I would say actually since Peter already covered that <laughs> I would say Limp Biscuit, <laughs> new metal, I'm sorry I'm a, I'm a sucker for new yeah. metal, I grew up with that stuff, Corn, <laughs> you, you know, Deftones, Limp Biscuit, Mudvayne and all these bands I would love to cover one of those songs and do it like do it, obviously, do it justice
0: somehow. <laughs> well, you're, you're not the first because um, I had Monosphere on a few weeks ago there, and Rodney from Monosphere also went with that era of music. Yeah, so it had a time and I had a big part to play in things like in the metal scene, you know. Second question, lads if you could go and play live on the stage with any band, past or present, and play, act- actually play with them in their lineup, who would it be? Oh,
3: hang on, but in the lineup, as in?
0: As in, you could play with that band. On stage, I
2: or, uh, I'd go obvious. I just yeah. I mean, you know, I don't know what else to say. You know, I mean, yes, yeah. it's been there always. You know, it's one of it's always been one of my favorite bands. Why not? Why not them? Why not high?
0: Exactly. And have you? Uh, are you still a huge fan, even as their music changed and progressed over the last fuck it, what thirty years?
2: Sorry, sorry again.
0: Are you still as bigger fan though of Metallica as you would have been way back
2: um, yes. I think so I think so yeah you, I mean, I mean, you know I don't listen to it every day because there's so much music you know mm. but yeah definitely you know um, I'm cool. still yeah, as you can see and yeah. there's nothing wrong with just putting on Ride the Lightning yeah and, oh, and oh. fucking enjoying
0: exactly that. yeah I'd agree I'd agree with
2: you <laughs> I- I'm looking for the new album actually you know uh, I hope it's gonna drop soon I, I know the making it so
0: yeah i try and get them on the show <laughs> that's my that's my chances uh Richard, what's the story what's your choice
2: um
1: oh i'd like to play in the cure
0: oh nice but just,
1: just an easy job so that i could enjoy <laughs> being there just a triangle yeah just a triangle or a tambourine
0: <laughs> a tambourine would do it yeah <laughs>
1: To watch Robert Smith
0: play the guitar, really. Actually, he does a, a festival, doesn't he? Lands in the UK somewhere. He,
1: uh, he, right at the Meltdown Festival the, uh, that's at the South Bank.
0: Is that what it is, yeah. Have you been called there yet? No? Have you been asked to play?
1: Unfortunately not.
0: Not yet, not yet. Exactly, yeah. Christian, in the background there, what's your call? Who would like to be on stage with? I think
4: my, my favourite band to listen to the groove to is... Death tolls, definitely. But to play with, I think I would want to experience what used to happen during the Dellinger Escape Plan gigs. Oh. Yeah, in that mess. Oh, <laughs> hmm? Just seeing the absolute chaos. Yes, yes. yes. One, this one uh, time when Lanny Snails invite Dellinger's Escape yeah, Plan over yeah. to play Wish. I still rewatch that, that yeah. stage camera. Sometimes yeah. I'm like, oh, "This is great." Yeah, yeah. yeah that that's is strong. That
3: is an amazing piece yeah. of yeah. piece of live footage. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So that,
0: that's the moment you want to be part of. So, Christian, if you were to put one down, that's that's it. That moment. A
4: big chaos. Just uh,
0: yeah. I great stuff.
3: That's
0: a deep thoughts. So there's still a deep thought here. Yeah.
3: Tough one. I think I think actually. You know, I, I think I would still go the same sort of avenue. I, I, you know, the, 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 what always amazed me is actually when I saw people take the piss out of Limp Bizkit, But, <laughs> uh, yeah, there you go. But the stuff that they, the, the way they make the crowd uh, sort of listen to them is something I'd want to experience, I think. But, you know. I wouldn't mind being behind, at least behind that kid, and yeah. see how, how Fred just enchants these guys mm-hmm. to do what, they, what, what he likes them to do. And it's like, that must be an amazing experience. Yeah,
0: to have the power over 50, 60,000 people. Like, yeah, yeah, I get you, I get you. And I suppose the last question is, can you give us the name of a band or an album that we should look forward to in 2022, besides your own, obviously?
2: Uh, to be honest, I, I was trying to think. I, I don't know what is out there coming out. Um, I was looking forward to the new Batman theme, which already came out.
0: Yeah.
2: Uh, I enjoyed that, but I still must say Dark Knight wins. Um, but yeah, no, I, I actually don't have anything. I couldn't. Okay. On the Rada. I've been a bit busy with stuff, so I don't know what's about to come out. Um okay. uh,
1: The new Conjurer record.
3: Oh, yeah.
1: Coming out um, on Nuclear Blast soon-ish, I think. Mm. I think that's probably going to be one of
0: Huge,
4: the, yeah.
1: Definitely one of the best metal records of the year. Um, so,
4: yeah, I'd say definitely cool, that. Brilliant. Uh, I know DevTon's are writing again. <laughs> 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 oh, yeah. yeah. But, okay, so, as fun as I heard which you didn't like, actually, that falls. I like Falls, I really like Folds, yeah, and, and right, they yeah. are, but I didn't quite like
3: the truck I hear the radio
0: still. I need to check out the album. So that might be good. Critics was good. Really good.
3: Forwards, we go forwards. So, cheers question. Well, uh, I, I'm, I'm similar and probably a lot worse than Peter. Uh, I'm, I'm an absolute caveman when it comes to what's coming out. I kind of find out from Richard. Uh, yeah. like, Have you heard this? I'm like, oh. And then I check it out. Um, so I'm 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 seeing Vardruna re- releasing some new stuff. I'm hoping I don't know when they'll release new stuff, but I'm into that stuff. So I'm really looking forward to hearing more from them. Yeah, I'm I'm going to see them live on some days, right. uh, and also I I think I might be totally wrong here and making an idiot of myself, but I really loved his um his uh his stuff with Ivar Bjornson. Um, from uh, Enslaved, enslaved, enslaved yeah. Yeah. so I think they might have planned to do more of that okay. I think that that's going to happen
1: because I love it so yeah oh yeah there's um, I, I saw that uh, Brutus were in the studio oh, yeah. Oh, well,
0: yeah. Brutus yeah
1: I, Sorry, they I have something coming out there. oh yeah so I'm looking forward to
0: <laughs> <laughs> that was your other one <laughs>
1: That
0: would yeah. be really good. I love that band. Great band. Yeah, a great band. Lads, um, first, I want to say thanks anyway for taking the time out lads, to chat to me. Really appreciate it. And thanks for all those answers there. That are interesting to say the least. And of course, good luck with the new album whenever it comes out. Uh, I can't wait to get hold of it. Get the press kit offy and review it. Hopefully, lads, if you send it my way, it'd be great. And good luck with the tours. Good luck touring in the summer. I'd say, I'm assuming it's a full uh, a busy period for you yeah
2: hopefully, yes. hopefully hopefully yes we like don't really know exactly but yeah okay. might be and that's 20, great uh, some yeah. of them were really tough <laughs> and it just because I think where well, we are at the moment but yeah
0: well look you're a busy guys yourself so I suppose not everybody can be out there checking and listening to new music you know when you're doing your own stuff it's, it's not that easy oh, but again but- thanks so much guys for being on board really appreciate it thanks everybody for listening and Thanks to Richie from The Metal Cell for editing and producing the show. Thanks guys, talk to you soon. Take care.
2: Take care.